Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Hi guys, welcome back to season two of The Wedding Dish. We're coming at you over full service radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C., The Wedding Dish is the essential wedding podcast where we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding pros in the D.C. area, and we read listeners' stories on our mini-episodes. You'll hear tips and tricks about wedding planning, gain wedding inspiration, and hear real-life experiences from the planning process to the celebration to heartwarming moments and funny stories. That's Sarah Alipin, co-host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that's Steph Norton, entrepreneur and producer of The Wedding Dish. And today we have an awesome, awesome surprise for you guys. How awesome was that, you guys? That's Rich Berry. Um, of Rich Berry Music. And I don't know if you could hear our little Frenchy friend got very excited um, about the guitar. I don't think he's ever seen a guitar, so. I think he thought he was being serenaded. <laughs> <laughs> certainly was. <laughs> and Rich brought us some amazing rosé champagne. Right. We, unfortunately, guys, I, I'm having a hot toddy today, so I'm, I'm totally the loser here. But he brought us a bottle of rosé and chilled it, okay? So Sarah and Rich are enjoying this lovely um, rosé, and I am so having enjoying. a hot toddy. So we're all set, basically. But we already decided pre-interview he's the best guest we've ever had because... Oh. <laughs> Not that time. we don't love all of our guests. <laughs> we do, but this is like how we like to do business. <laughs> <laughs> but we're being particularly spoiled today, and it's fantastic. Well, thank you for having me on today. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, so um, uh, Rich is a guitarist, and he's a wedding and event guitarist um, in the DMV area. And you can find him at richberrymusic.com. I already told you when we were talking before, I love your website. It's very, like, urban, chill, sophisticated. I love it. Um, And so what I want to do is talk about your business and how you got into the wedding industry. So I'm just, um, I'm just curious, like how long have you been doing this? In in reality, I've been doing this since I was 13. Um, and and when I say 13, that means I I was out going, playing in gigs in a punk band, an alternative band, uh, proms, high schools, weddings, uh, were there since high school. Um, 
uh, during that time, I built up equipment, and uh, all of a sudden, I realized halfway through doing the band stuff, I could play playback stuff and kind of segued into doing weddings on the weekends. And um, they were, you know, country weddings. They were a little simple, uh, different than what you would see in D.C. maybe. Um, but it gave me a great experience. It was rewarding, and it, it kind of built like, wow, I can make money doing this, and I can entertain people. And uh, from there, uh, it, it grew. Uh, I went to college. I went to Johns Hopkins. Right, you got four degrees. We talked about that a little bit, (laughs) which is very DC thing to have like four degrees. (laughs) I I was certainly an overachiever. I I went into education, uh, but I still studied guitar. And and during school, it was uh, great because I was doing weddings. I had experience doing it in high school. I still had that equipment, so that made me a a real asset to other musicians. I had a car Mm -hmm. as well, Um, so I I started doing weddings and, and learning from upperclassmen that had done weddings well and uh, that played well to play with me. Um, and, and we went out and just, you know, learn by experience type of thing. Now, then, were you were you at the time you said you were in like a punk band, an alternative band? Were you doing the wedding thing like on the side, hoping to like fuel your own, making your own music? Or was just like on the side, it kind of organically grew and you were like, hey, this is pretty good gig. Like these people are nice. This is a nice setup. Like, and it's, I'm growing into my repertoire and I kind of like this. It was very organic. From high school, I mean, the, the punk thing kind of faded out and, and I grew up. I became more classical. Um, the college thing just kind of ebb and flowed into after college. What do I do now? Six years after Hopkins, I, I started really doing weddings and becoming sort of in the business, and that would have been 2007, and, and built my portfolio of sort of vendors that I was working with and uh, different venues. And um, in the last 12 years, or 13, now 2020, um, it's just kind of organically really gone and grown the way um, you always hope stuff does. You just kind of let the wind take you through the career yeah and you you've had some really impressive gigs like you've worked with martha, martha stewart and google how do those things come about because other other musicians will say like oh i wish i could get that and great question you know then it's going to build my business and how does that happen or is it really great is it worth it you know all those kind of questions like do you do you just network your way to it or is it that someone wanted a specific song or style of music that you play how did that how does how do those opportunities come to your doorstep this one's going to take about three minutes. Okay. <laughs> um, first of all, I did, I've done almost uh, 800 weddings now, and I know that from counting my database and kind of doing taxes and just uh, having number records. Uh, along the way of doing weddings, uh, you, you get bored, and I admit there was a period when I, I, I thought, like, no one cares I'm doing a wedding, but all of a sudden I would do a corporate event, and it would be for Google, or it would be for NBC, or it would be for Ferrari. Uh, and, and there was sort of a eyebrow raised uh, people oh that's interesting and what tell me more about it what's it about what's the the theme of it and um it never replaced weddings but it helped the weddings grow and weddings ultimately helped them grow through uh once i'd accumulated all these numbers somewhere maybe 2012 i made a cd uh it's labeled guitars it's available on amazon it's often top 20 uh in the free section oh cool uh, i'm very very proud of it uh it took all this work but I, I, I realized I need to thank all these people who hired me for weddings. And so I sent everyone a copy of the CD, a handwritten letter. Actually, I typed them and I signed them because my handwriting's atrocious. <laughs> um, but I reconnected with everyone, and I would kind of face-stalk them a little bit and find out, are they still married? You know, you don't want to send someone uh, congratulations, and, and depending on their situation. Yeah, that's uh, true. And, and in, I kind of reconnected with all those people. And then the response was... Uh, just an ocean of reviews, an ocean oh, of amazing. thank yous, an ocean of like, 
how did you remember me? How did you find me? Wow. And I saw this, and I, I don't get a little choked up about it, but it was like, wow, what I'm doing really means something. And uh, go, going back to your first question, how did I get into the corporate stuff, was with a lot of those people that through those weddings owned large companies and um, said, hey, you did a great job at your wedding, uh, our wedding, and uh, you know, we'd love to have you for X, Y, or Z. That's fabulous. I love that. I love to hear that. It's like yeah. you put in the work, you put in the effort, like, you know, it's like the stuff that people don't want to do, like, oh, no one's going to remember me, you know, and yeah, it I gotta feels produce, like a one-off. Yeah, I got to produce this CD. It's going to, you know, like, I don't know if I should do this. And then you're getting these great gigs and you can use those as like social proof on your website. And people are like, oh, he's a professional. Yeah. He can, he could do anything. I can have him come here. We'll do go there. Yeah. I can have him on our podcast. Well, <laughs> we like ourselves. <laughs> and, and I don't want to segue too much, uh, but uh, the other thing that I, I've come to find in those weddings, so that's 2012 till now, that's eight years, and recently we, we, we came into a new decade, and, and I did a big Instagram uh, sort of flush and looked at the last 10 years, and one thing I realized after 2012, um, I started writing people before their anniversaries. So I found all those weddings about two weeks before, a month before, I'd write the groom and I'd say, hey, you gotta remember it. And you know, here's the song that happened on your thing and I can do a little recording and I send it to them and it kind of ties in with their anniversary. That's so I nice. Oh that. my gosh. Yeah, everyone. Because then you can surprise your wife or Absolutely. husband right. with. And yeah. so smart to go to the groom because then he's like, oh, I was gonna have it to buy something. Yeah, and now I just look like a total rock star because I delivered the sentimental gift that every woman is like longing for, and bringing back the good memories. When so, like, I'm trying to bring it to the present as quick as I can and kind of build it all. Um, so those 700 or so weddings, and you know, uh, having these clients, it, it it became not just I did their wedding anymore. It became I was kind of part of their life, and I was seeing their Instagram stories. They were seeing mine. They were, they were becoming kind of intertwined with what I do, and not just through their wedding. And, and now there's ones that I've had 10 years into, and we, we were celebrating the anniversary almost as a business, as mine, and as a, as a relationship to them. It, it, it feels like, wow, you've, you've been through some trials together. And you've, you've performed all over the world. You've done weddings and events all over the world, right? And that's oh, I have a, stories. a big part of <laughs> you know, what you really love about having your own business, right, is that it's given you these opportunities to travel. and 100%. How, tell us about like maybe a favorite one or two places you visited because of your job. Uh, I got to pick some of my favorites. I mean, they're, they're, they're not all wedding related. And I'm trying to think of a good wedding. One of the weddings that I, I can never forget was at the, uh, the Viscaya Museum down in Miami. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it was on the super moon. So it was uh, like a super blue moon or something of this nature. And they, they, they tied it in astrologically to, to have this event nice. happening. Oh, so, so the cool. water was like raised up and, and the fish and everything was kind of, you know, in that vibe of the full moon. Uh, it was a gorgeous wedding out in the gardens. Um, this is Steph's dream. Yeah. We talked about Miami because he he looked at my Instagram. That's why uh, I yeah. tried to tie it together, I suppose. It is. Uh, that was my favorite one. I, I did a... Uh, the one from Martha Stewart was pretty significant, I suppose, as far as... Uh, she's an icon of, you know, media for even bigger than just weddings. But uh, hers was a private event. It was uh, Hudson um, Sunset on the River. And... Um, that was a cool themed event because like the best events you walk away from with your notebook and you just 
I'm not going to go into that with any sort of ego. I'm not going to say, oh, I've done a hundred of these. Like, <laughs> please, you know, you're open-minded and it, it teaches, it taught me a huge lesson. So I guess that was a favorite because I walked away from it. Like I never thought about serenading and having a wireless mic so I could walk around the whole venue and just go from seat to seat and kind of be a troubadour. Wow. And, and get rid of all the that. wires. I'm and jealous of Martha Stewart for yeah, another reason. For now. so many reasons. <laughs> yeah. She did it well. And it was a beautiful event. So, um, Cutting to a little DC story, I know that we have a little snippet that you um, sang and performed with Megyn Kelly, of formerly of Fox News, for her first wedding anniversary. That's right. Can you tell us a little story about that, since we have a little like DC insider story? Well, that was in New York, um, and uh, I don't want to pinpoint the date, but I think early uh, teens. Um, and I, I got an email, and it was it was from her assistant, and it was kind of vague. It was like, uh, this lady would like to, to to have you accompany her with a song, um, and we haven't chose it yet, and it's in New York. It was very you know, okay, sounds good. And um, I said, yeah, I remember the day was outside of a music and arts. I was teaching guitar lessons between lessons, writing this, and then I got a call, and it was like Fox News. Wow. What is this? And <laughs> You're like, did something happen at school? Because that would have been the first thing a Sadly. teacher would think. Uh, I, I didn't know what to think. And then um, she gave me the details. It was at the Standard Hotel. And um, it, was, it was very casual. It was a beautiful gesture. She had made a surprise party. And um, it, prior to that, I went with her. And she rehearsed. And she was a killer. I, I thought walking into this, it was going to be sort of a pulling teeth like okay well I mean, you know it's a song she's a she's a news anchor she's not a mm-hmm. singer but she I mean sang. she sang she had the lyrics down she had, she had rehearsed and she was Love ready it. like she went in prepped and I <laughs> wow. knew the chord changes knew like okay well let's take it the bridge here and like well I'm gonna rehearse this is the hard part I was like wow okay you know I come into musicians and they don't have this preparation um, I love that. That's like so kind of like romantic that she wanted to have like a high standard performance for her husband for their anniversary. Like that's very that's cute. That's really cool. Yeah. And I, I don't know the background. I don't know if I, she had had it at her wedding or what the significance was, but it was a song and he, he could just see it in his face. Like he was like so touched and, uh, you know, I, I was just there as a, as a accompaniment. I shouldn't say like, I mean, she was the lead to mm-hmm. the whole thing and, uh, it was a moving moment that someone in her field, and now recently has this bombshell movie, I believe. Yeah. Um, you, you don't ever know where people are going to go or what they're going to become, but looking back, I was like, wow, what a moment to have. And that was right. a part of her life that I got to see and uh, be a part of that Yeah, gesture. that's amazing. I love that story. Um, so I guess um, what do you think, you know, if there's somebody listening out there that's, thinking like you know they're in music school and they're thinking like you know how am I going to make this work like what what kind of advice would you give to someone who's thinking of starting a business like this well uh funny you say that I I started this just recently last year I've done some entrepreneurship talks that last an hour but I will keep it short um what you can do I, I think when you're starting off now versus 10 years ago it is a different world and I've heard other guests that have come on here speak of the same thing where you used to be able to build a website, do some tricky SEO work, shake some hands, bring a resume and a CD to venues, and all of a sudden you got your book full. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if I had to give advice to people, first of all, practice a lot. I mean, you have to—you don't have to just be good. And I'm not trying to tote my own chain. Uh, you know, after 10,000 hours, they say you're an expert. You need to be that 20,000, 25,000 mark. If you want to do this your full-time professional job, and you're going to do 10 gigs a week. 
you don't have time to be learning music. You just have to have great technique. You need to be able to read the music well and kind of get it done quick and do it well and then build from there. And just one day is one job, the next day is another job. Mm -hmm. So practice. Uh, number two, um, have some good equipment. I mean, if you go to a wedding job and you bring your little Yamaha amp and a cord and you don't have extension cords and you're in blue jeans, like you're not going to get many more weddings just because it's, it doesn't fit the vibe of a mm -hmm. wedding and the equipment needed. Um, I use two Bose L1s and uh, wireless mics, as I said. I, uh, I have a really lovely guitar. I have two backup guitars. Um, and, and going in, it, it's one of those things you might need a loan. You might need somehow that you can make that transition because if you're put in the responsibility to do someone's ceremony uh, and you're bringing crappy equipment and it fails, that's on you, and it's ultimately going to hurt their day and ruin their, their time, so mm -hmm. equipment. And is, you'll be horrified, too. Yeah, like, that. Yeah, there's nothing worse PTSD. than making a mistake. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then third of all, I mean, today's game is so great because you can make videos. You can learn those songs, post 10 of them, go on Instagram, clean up. You know, if those videos hit and you, you do it the right way and the right, you know, the right planets see you and the right venues see you and the right people see you, you're going to start getting calls and emails uh, just from that, which prior to, you know, 10 years ago, Instagram was, wasn't even here, let alone that power. I mean, that's why I'm sitting here today. I saw you guys on Instagram and then listen to your podcast and here we are. Yeah. And we love that. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I could go on to 20 things, but those three kind of pop out equipment, practice, and, and, and just put yourself out there. Um, yeah, great advice. Um, it sounds like a lot of hard work and just being prepared that you were, you know, you practiced a lot and you developed a repertoire that you felt 100% confident in and your equipment and you were just ready to go. Like, you just kill it when you, when somebody books you. Yes. Um, so, um, it looks like our rosé glasses are getting a little low, so we're going to refresh them and we're going to go to break. And could we ask you as we go to break to play another little snippet for us? That would be great. And I will refill the rosé. We're having such a tough time over here. It's, it's just awful. <laughs> Life is so hard today. <laughs>
and we are back. Um, welcome back to The Wedding Dish, everybody. Um, we have with us today Rich Berry Music, who has been serenading us and um, treating us to sparkling rosé, or champagne rosé, actually. And uh, now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about your wedding. <laughs> I'm excited to ask about these. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen happen at a wedding? Uh, um, I, I, I saw one wedding where they had a ring dog, and he's nothing like Clue. I mean, Clue is a good boy. <laughs> this dog, he's not always a good boy. <laughs> well, this dog from the initial get-go is kind of you're watching it, and he's part of the ceremony. Sometimes people bring their dogs. Um, but he just seemed like the type of breed and the type that I wouldn't trust him. But, uh, you know, and they were supposed to walk him down the aisle with rings. And they started the aisle walk and probably got to like three chairs in. And he was slowing down, kind of putting his feet down. And I, I think the guy gave him a tug. And it was just the experience for a dog. I mean, mm. for anyone is heavy. But this dog, uh, he, he, he jetted off, got off the leash, and he kind of ran off with the rings. Oh, no. Oh, no. They had the actual rings on the dog? And, and, I mean, they, it, yeah, making the story bigger than it is, 30 <laughs> seconds later, they got him. But I think those 30 seconds were sheer fear because <laughs> it's a dog. He's quick. Yeah. I mean, I don't let Clouseau off the leash anywhere mm-hmm. if he can get away from me because he's, like, he made it from our house to the highway in probably... 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and Philippe had to run after him and was like we're never doing this again Mm -hmm. so I would be horrified I would never put rings on Clue (laughs) use fake rings on your ring dog (laughs) that's terrifying Um, do you have any other funny stories um kind of blanking right now which is odd the, I guess a lot of them are tragic, and I don't know how funny they are. They're funny now because in the in the moment they were kind of like, oh wow, someone didn't think of this. Uh, it just comes to mind. I was just telling my wife about this recently, where uh, there was this event somewhere in New Jersey, and um, it was a wedding, and they had it up on a beautiful hill, but it was a little wet, and it, it was. I, I have a little cart for my equipment, and I was setting up prior, and I, I thought to myself, like I had my work boots on, and I before I change I have a different outfit and it was it was soaked and like it was muddy and it didn't really dawn on me until like it started and I could just see it in guests faces oh, no. that they were they they had they you know kind of climbed this hill oh my gosh and, like a medieval battlefield <laughs> a medieval battlefield and by the end it, it was it was you could see the mud in it and I, I mean it's not the best funny uplifting story but it was just something recent that I thought about um it's definitely something to consider um especially if you're going to an outdoor wedding um i recommend wedges not heels because you can definitely get stuck in the mud um even if it hasn't rained because you don't know what the drainage system is on any given property it might still be just wet all the time Mm mm-hmm I, I can I can top that story a little more fun story, which is right around the corner. Uh, we had a I had a wedding with some a couple that I had worked for for years, so I knew them well. And they were real characters. Um, it, it was a great wedding, and um, prior to the start, they had everything very orchestrated, De meticulous tuxedos, just a beautiful event, and they really pulled off having this guy come in. And he was playing. Uh, it was a, I should proceed this that they were like they were really into plays and. Um, 
they had done musical theater for 20 years of their life. Oh, cool. And um, they had an actor come in, and he was playing the part of, a, like, a stripper that had been, you know, like, they, they didn't pay him the night before. Oh he was, like, God. at the bachelor party. <laughs> And they took it maybe 10 <laughs> seconds too far or just like to 11 where it should have maybe been a nine. <laughs> and there was, you know, you could just see it in some guests. They knew, oh, okay, th- this is a whole thing they're putting on. And that, that was pretty fun. And I, they got me because I, I, I had heard there was like going to be a special <laughs> guest. But like they kept everyone in the dark about it. Um, and that was, that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's that's pretty funny. The whole thing was, an or- after that, then they kind of orchestrated a bunch of other, you know, fun thematic stuff in the wedding. I love that. I love when people do personal things with their weddings. It where, was production. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's so cool when you really get to show, because your, your wedding should really be something that showcases your relationship. So um, it's so cool to me when people really, like, lean in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's super fun. Well, so speaking of, we are actually going to talk about your wedding now. Perfect. Um, so, what, if anything, would you change about your wedding? I don't think anything. It was a perfect day. Um, I loved my wife. I love my wife. Jeez. I, <laughs> at the time, I, I was going into it with just, it, it was like I'd seen all these weddings, so I was prepared. Um, I always have checklists for gigs, and going into the wedding, it was like everything's checked off. I'm in love. Um, she's 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 my best friend, and our families, everything, the chemistry is perfect. So, um, uh, nothing. I, I would change nothing, and I, I can go into details. We we had fireworks. Um, you had fireworks. Where we were had you? Serious. Fireworks. Wow. That's okay, awesome. hold on. First, where were you? We were at Camp Letts, and we we, we had an article written in a uh, one of these Annapolis wedding magazines. It was like such a unique venue because it, it was it was you know a camp, and it was way out in the middle of nowhere, and it was a unique venue. Our and producer knows Camp Letts. Okay. I'm getting signals from her that she knows what she's it is. She's very excited. Yeah, she's about pro it. Camp Letts. She's well. like. <laughs> Dancing back there, excited about it. I love it. Alexia is the best. Sorry, go ahead. And Camp Letts is perfect because it ties into my wife's past. She went there as a teenager as well. Oh. Um, and she got kicked out <laughs> for something. Allegedly, she uh, allegedly was doing something in the woods, and allegedly, I, I can't speak about. She it. got caught. She got caught. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And she, it's right across the river from her parents' current house, and they want they can look out and see where we were married every day. So it's kind of this oh beautiful God, tie-in. Oh my I love that. And if, for people who don't know where Camp Letts is, shout out! It's uh, down by Edgewater, Maryland, a little south of Annapolis. Beautiful venue. Um, and there was wild animals for everyone that drove in this like two and a half mile long dirt road that it, it reflected where I grew up in Pennsylvania, which was very rural. So it kind of brought back my family back to the time when we grew up, and. Uh, uh, it was just, it, we had, it, it was a perfect day at a perfect venue. And uh, the, the weather was July, July 7th, and it was 69 degrees. Are wow. you kidding me? I know. I paid my dues with all the weddings I've sweat through <laughs> in the summer. And that one just, it was miraculous. I, uh, that's like unbelievable, that, like in this area. It was my birthday's in July, and it's always like lumpy. just... Yeah, it's it's not. We, we, it's the worst weather in the world, practically. But we had the ceremony <laughs> inside. We had a, you know, we were very precautious. And I said, I put this through too many weddings where I've not enjoyed it. And I said, I want our guests to be comfortable. Um, it was beautiful. We had a little camp uh, c- camper outside. It was called a uh, uh, how am I forgetting this? Cozy camper. 
uh, and it, it's uh, like a, a bar that comes in one of those old 70s styles campers. Oh, cool. It was outdoor, indoor, and I DJ'd it. Um, you DJ'd it? I DJ'd it, and not just that. Uh, my best friend, his wife, uh, he's a violin collector. Shout out to Jonathan up in uh, New York City with uh, Florian Leonhardt Fine Violins. Um, she was going to bring a Stradivarius and, and, and perform uh, for our prelude a little bit. I just got goosebumps. Play mm-hmm. for my wife coming down the aisle. Um, they ended up having a situation over in North Carolina with their family, and they had a child with them. Oh, no. um, so they were coming back, and uh, I said, don't, you know, don't worry about this. I got this. This is what I do. And uh, not known to my wife, I, when she was coming down the aisle, everyone's lined up. And my best man, I said, what I want you to do, my guitar's back there. It's all mic'd up. When she gets to the corner and she's about to come in, I want you to br- first bring the chair to me a little before. And when, every, when, he, she did, when he did this, everyone was confused. Um, and then he, she was coming out, and instead of music playing, I grab, he brings the guitar to me, and I play her favorite piece that I always play for when I serenade her at night. It's Aww. a piece by Augustine Barrio. So it, it was that moment, uh, having the music tie in and something that I knew I could do and kind of personalize our own wedding and personalize our piece in that moment was uh, one of the best parts, too. Do you like how everything that we think crosses both of our faces? It does. It's transparent. <laughs> you guys can't see us, I know, but <laughs> I was just open mouth staring at him the whole time. How do you just explain this? How, so the next question is, how can we clone you? Oh, stop it. <laughs> and personalize you to every woman in the D.C. area? <laughs> He's like, you go too far. He's like, I, no, I, I, no, I can't. If you get my wife on here, there's a list of that. The, I have flaws. She's- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's just it's perfect for you. It's just perfect. It, well, our father shot fireworks his whole life, so it was kind of a tie-in with a nice thing, and to give the guests that experience and to have it outdoors, where you could, you know, kind of have some debauchery, have loud music with. And it was July 4th weekend. That's it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's nice. This so was nothing. Brilliant. I would change nothing. Wow. That, what a perfect wedding day. It's nice to say that. And, uh, you know, everyone's, I've heard that on here probably 15 times. Don't sweat the details. And we really didn't. And, and, and the beautiful thing was we didn't, but then the details all came together, too. Like, uh, even to down to the LED lights that I already had for when I did accent lighting for myself. Um, it, 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 was, it was very, very us. And everyone said that, like, this is exactly you guys. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I actually think you grew up near where my family is from in Pennsylvania. Get out of here. No one knows where that is. Schuylkill County? Schuylkill County. That's, that's uh, north, northeast, if I'm not mistaken, or by Scranton? Uh, I think Scranton is might be wow. r- right on the edge of Schuylkill County. It's Tower City is where sure. my family is from. Yeah, I'm from Potter County. Sometimes the accent comes out. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why I remembered that, but uh, my dad went to Porter Tower High School. Oh, there's not, a, I mean, there's not a lot up there. Everyone who's there knows everyone who's out who's from there. Because yeah. We used to stop at the Yingling's house every time that we went home or like up to my grandmother's house for whatever and actually my parents were in town last night they said hi Steph hi. I forgot to tell you That's earlier okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were very excited that you were from Pennsylvania definitely a Pennsylvania boy I grew up on a big old farm and uh, a, lot, a lot of acres and we had beef cattle and deer and a lot of lumber 
I love it. It's so fun. I, I'm really glad that you had that perfect wedding day. It actually took me back to like where I grew up and where my family grew up in uh, Pennsylvania. So it's really fun. Um, how did you choose your wedding vendors? Because you were already in the industry. What year did you get married? 2017? 18? 17? 18? How am I forgetting this? 18. Okay. So it was super answer. recent. Final so answer. You were definitely in the wedding industry because you were over 13 <laughs> when you got married. Yeah. Um, so you were heavily in the wedding industry. How did you choose your vendors? And also, why wasn't I there? Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> totally put them on the spot. <laughs> In the world of Ricky Morty, maybe. Um, uh, what was the question? How'd you choose your wedding we vendors? Choose vendors? Um, I <laughs> left that mostly to my wife. She had a lot of fun. Uh, Francesca was her uh, dress designer, and the dress was very important to her. I'm not going to step in and say, well, you should go here or go there. Um, she found most of the stuff, I think, from online. Uh, we had a great planner. and um, So important. Yeah, it, it, I knew right going in that, you know, a day of is nice, but the venue itself didn't have a, um, there was a kind of a, a gray line with catering, and we had to get a separate license for the, the cozy camper to come up and serve out of the camper, so a little bit of legality there, that was not the common thing, and um, really, the way she brought in, like, the production and the seating and the, the decorations, as soon as she saw that in her, like, sort of portfolio, that was an end game. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the guy who had, um, did the catering uh, was from Camp Let's itself. And you think to yourself, like, I don't want a camp chef, like, making my wedding food. <laughs> but he, prior to that, had, I mean, his resume was 20 years of just incredible service. In, in, really? Yeah. Like wow. A, a, a plethora of different venues and was excellent food. Like, we, we were won over by, like, you know, tasting number three. And, uh, that's awesome. Mm. Wow. That's a great, it sounds like a really good venue. And it was nice because we found uh, the, the planner too, and the venue allowed us to be flexible. Um, and who was your planner? <laughs> Someone can, awesome that we'll put yeah. in the blog post later. Absolutely. They'll be in the right. blog. <laughs> um, yeah. It's hard to remember all that stuff on the spot. I was trying to remember, I always try to tag our wedding vendors whenever mm -hmm. I post a photo, but then I'm like, wait, I swear she was located in Cambria, but now I think maybe she moved and I can't tell if this is the same person anymore. Um, it gets super complicated, so I totally get it. Um, but we'll put it in the blog post for you all listening. Um, okay, so what was the most important decision that you made about your wedding day? The location, the venue. Um, it, it really came down to that, something that was local and, and practical in, in location, um, something you could shoot off, you know, serious fireworks Is at. it water, like over the water? It was water. Okay. Uh, we were right on the water. And it, my wife and I take nature walks every day after school. Do in you the really? Almost every day. I mean, Is even she in the cold. Is she a teacher? Cold. She's a teacher, yeah. 15 years. Oh, my God. I love her even more now. And to wind down, it's nice. We talk about the day and, you know, what's on our mind in the woods. And we look at animals and take photos of the same deer every day. But that was another stipulation of the wedding venue. It would be really nice if we could have some animals there. 
and there was a, a flock of geese. And I sound silly, but those are in our photos, and we joke like our friends came, you know. Uh, That's nice. And there was horses, as I said, and uh, some barnyard life when you came in. Uh, it, it just kind of felt right that way, too. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I think maybe I need to start taking nature walks every day. It's therapeutic. Uh, yeah. As soon as you see a deer and it looks at your eyes, you look at it, and there's something very real about just having a, a wild animal in, in your presence. And, I mean, I, we, we, you know, we didn't want lions or something. <laughs> <laughs> It was a nice little tie into the venue. Yeah. <laughs> and the big surprise was it ate our guests. <laughs> That's really cool. I love that. I, it, was, it sounds like it was just really perfect. I, I mean, it might be overkill, but yeah, it was, uh, we wanted to focus more on the honeymoon than, than the venue itself. We had gotten married uh, earlier that year with just her eye and the officiant um, in Centennial Park, which we live in Columbia. Um, so it was just us, and we had a very intimate ceremony, and you know, went to the the court and signed. And then, the, even though the ceremony was more significant, of course, with the whole family there at Camp Letts, it we had already rehearsed it. Everything was, we we didn't have to worry anything. There was nothing yeah. that could go wrong because we were already set up. And uh, that was also a nice thing. I cried at the at the three people thing in the park, like a little. <laughs> <laughs> got it out, out of the way. <laughs> so if I had done that in front of my family, I don't know. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. And I, I don't think I knew you lived in Columbia. Oh, yeah. That's so awesome because you come into D.C. for, like, everything. Everything. It's, it's, a, it's a nice medium. I, I couldn't see myself living in D.C. or Nova. Um, I work there too much, and it's associated with work. And, oh. uh, you know, it's just like New York. I can never live in New York. I love going to New York for work and different events but uh, dc ain't my home yeah yeah i could see it i mean you you're more you're from you know rural parts well from rural parts i'd grown up 18 years in pennsylvania and then i moved to baltimore and i mean i spent 15 years there before i went to columbia with my wife where'd you live in baltimore everywhere um i was six or seven years in mount vernon um then i went over to uh, uh canton patterson park uh, some little bit of Bolton Hill hopped around the city. That's cool. I lived in Fed Hill for a couple of years. Good area. No parking, but nice area. There was actually a parking lot behind where I lived. Game changer. Yeah. So it, it worked out really well. And there was a little one-way alley that nobody knew about that was off of that. So it was, But then they started towing people out of the parking lot at one point. And they parked me in, and I got stuck. And when I couldn't go to work, I, like, kind of threw a fit. Now it sounds like federal hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what life was there. <laughs> well, do you want to play another little? Sure. I'll give you a little. I, I, most of the stuff I've done today, obviously, I had the uh, Spanish Romance, which was one of the first pieces I had ever played. It's, it's somewhat easy, um, but it's beautiful, and it's, it's a romantic piece. It's called Romance. Uh, and then I had uh, Leonard Cohen's um, Hallelujah. And this one is uh, sort of another serenade. It's Evocacion uh, from the Suite de los Recuerdos by Jose Merlin. It's an Argentinian serenade.
serenading you. <laughs> he thinks it's all about him. Oh, boy. <laughs> spoiled the mood there, Clue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We are, speaking of spoiled, totally spoiled today. Yeah. Are those songs on your website? Uh, the two are on my website and a CD on Amazon. And then okay. I know the, the hallelujahs on my Instagram somewhere. Okay, cool. Yeah, you guys should definitely follow his Instagram. It's like... He's just been killing it on Instagram. It's at Rich Berry Music. I'm trying. It's a, it's a resolution, and I say it every year. We'll, we'll talk again in February, and then we'll see how it's been going. He yeah. even got compliments at the last District Bliss event from other musicians. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is pretty awesome, because I don't know that I really follow anybody's Instagram carefully enough that I compliment them often enough. You right. know? I don't think to do it in real life, because it's... Instagram isn't real life to mm-hmm. me. Um, it's where I put my happy stuff and like whatever. But life is in person looking at people. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, by the way, the worst at doing anything with my phone in real life time. The worst. It, it's a struggle. I, I, I've done so many events and uh, just kind of going off the cuff. I, I used to post everything. Uh, I mean, I never posted anything. I never took photos. And so there's like five years of lost memories mm. that kind of fade. And eventually you contact the photographer and it gets harder and harder. And you contact the, the organizer. And uh, today's world's beautiful that you can do real things. Do this. I mean, here we are today. And uh, create something both organic and then put it online. And I mean, back to the, the start, that's why I'm here. It, it's... Uh, the organic sort of synergy of it all is, uh, it's really crazy to see what's going to be in the next 10 years. Yeah. It's because Instagram wasn't invented until mm-hmm. 2011, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So things have really changed. Mm-hmm. You used to have to really pay for marketing. Now you can kind of DIY it. DIY. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being on The Wedding Dish, Rich. It's been so awesome to have you here. You're too kind. It's just, it's always great to see you because you always have such a positive attitude and of course to be spoiled with music and rosé <laughs> champagne is, you know, over the top awesome. <laughs> so um, thank you so much. And again, uh, I just want to remind you guys, Rich Berry Music, uh, all of you out there listening, you definitely should check them out. Um, definitely check out the CD on Amazon. You said it's free? It's free, yes. Yeah. Uh, also a good marketing point where you're not looking to get passive income from that. You're just looking to get your stuff out there, which is kind of brilliant. Not to go into too much detail, but it, I mean, there's it's other services that people do pay for. So yeah. it, it turns over something. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So um, we'll go into that on another day. But um, thank you all for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Uh, we're coming at you again over Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. And we are so happy to be starting season two with such an amazing episode. Thank you so much. And guys, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. And send us your holiday proposal um, stories on our website, theweddingdishpodcast.com. There's a form there, and you can just fill it out and click submit. Yep, it's on Dish With Us. Uh, Because I thought that was cute and I changed it the other day. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for hanging with us on The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat about all things wedding, from the planning to inspiration to business and so much more. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast and like us on Facebook. Thanks Thanks so much. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.